Okay, let's go. So, there's one kind of muktzah called muktzah machmas mitzvah. Muktzah machmas mitzvah means that because this, this item is associated with a mitzvah, therefore it's forbidden to be used for other things other than the mitzvah. So, for example, on Sukkot, it says in the Torah, that in the seven days of Sukkot, you're not allowed to have any benefit from the sukkah. Why not? It says in the Torah that the sukkah should be celebrated for seven days as a chag. Seven days for Hashem as a chag. The word chag doesn't just mean a holiday. Chag also means a sacrifice. And therefore, uh, since the Torah associates the sukkah with a, a sacrifice called a chag, called a, uh, therefore, just like it's forbidden to have any benefit from the sacrifice, it's also forbidden to have any benefit from the sukkah. What benefit? Let's say you want to take the schach and you want to use the schach for uh, something else. Take it off of the... It's specifically the schach. The only thing that's called the sukkah is the schach, the covering of the sukkah. So you can use it for the midst of sukkahs to sit in the shade of the sukkah on, on Yantif. But if you want to use it for something else, you'll take it off the sukkah. And I guess, let's say you made a sukkah out of... I don't know, you made a sukkah out of something that, that you'd want to use. Let's say you made a sukkah out of tea leaves. You want to make a tea out of your sukkah. Face of us. You have the booze and you support Right. Move it around, yeah. You can move it, but for, for that, that's part of the mitzvah. That's part of the mitzvah. So that's forbidden minatayra. That's a biblical prohibition. And it's a unique kind of muktzah because usually when we think of muktzah, we think of Shabbos and we think of Yontif. But here, this muktzah is not just Shabbos and Yontif, it's also Cholomay, the whole entire sukkah. It's muktzah minatayra. The sukkah, the, the schach of the sukkah is minatayra. However, the walls of the sukkah, that's Isim Drabona. It's forbidden the Rabbanon to use the walls of the sukkah. And there's another is in the Rabbanon, and that is to use the noy sukkah. What's noy sukkah mean? Noy sukkah means you decide in your sukkah, you want to hang up some fruits in honor of sukkahs. So those fruits are forbidden to, you can't decide to eat those, those fruits throughout the holiday of sukkahs and cholmate as well, because they are connected to the midst of sukkahs. So the... Um, There is a concept called a tnai. A tnai means when you make a, a decision that uh, something shouldn't be forbidden for you, you decide that you want to be able to use this thing, even though it's used right now for a mitzvah. You're saying, well, I want to use it now for a mitzvah, but I don't want this to be permanently taboo. I can't use it at all. So the halach is you, that a tnai works. What does so a tnai work? Yeah. Yes. Yes, you can make a tanai, I'm, I'm paying these grapes to, to decorate my sukkah, but any beidl mehen, I'm not going to uh, separate myself from them, and I want to be able, that they shouldn't be considered taboo, I'm allowed to do that for the grapes of the sukkah. What about for the walls of the sukkah? What about for the, for the roof of the sukkah, the schach? For the walls and the roof of the sukkah, you cannot make any conditions. Why not? So here's an interesting uh, mechanism. Um... The halacha is, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to destroy on Shabbos. You're not allowed to destroy a building on Shabbos. That's that's awesome and atayr. What about if something's not really a building? What's if it's a temporary building? It's called the oil aray, a temporary tent. The halacha is, tiras oil aray, 
breaking down a temporary tent is awesome that Rabbanan. Is a rabbinic prohibition to, to break down a temporary tent. So, when Sukkot enters, you would think, okay, I'm making a condition. I want to be able to use the, if the Sukkot falls down or whatever, I want to change it. And I want to use this for something else. You would think you'd be able to make a condition. But you can't make a condition. Why not? Because since you, you're unable to take down the Sukkot, when Sukkot comes in, why not? Because there's a prohibition of breaking the walls of the Sukkah. So therefore, there is a connection to this Sukkah, to the mitzvah, against your will. Regarding the grapes, you could decide as soon as Sukkah comes in, they're not considered noy Sukkah anymore, they're considered noye Bitni. <laughs> they're considered something which will beautify my stomach. I want to enjoy the grapes. You could do that. But regarding the walls of the sukkah, since this is something which is not in your hands anymore because of the Easter, because of the prohibition of breaking down the El Arai, so, the, so therefore it becomes against your will, it comes connected to the mitzvah. You can't decide to ex- extract it from the prohibition of the, of, of, of the mitzvah because it's connected to the mitzvah against your will because you can't break the sukkah. And the law is, the halacha is, whatever becomes holy when sukkah comes in, it remains holy the entire sukkah. You can't have something which is only, only holy part, part of sukkah. Once the kedusha of the sukkah rests on the sukkah against your will, and when sukkah comes in, so you're not allowed, you, it can't be extracted anymore. It, 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 it becomes part of the mitzvah and, it's, and it stays there. Condition on the esrik. Interesting. Condition the esrik. I'm not familiar. I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. Condition the esrik. Um, no, you know something about it? <laughs> you know you can't. Why not? Yeah, but but just like so 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 is the nice girls connected to the mitzvah. You, what kind of condition? Um, we allowed like, like to sniff the esrik, right? It's going to connect to the mitzvah. Right, its usual use is to eat it, and therefore you, it's, it's removed from its usage of eating, and it's forbidden to eat and to be eaten, but the lot of that still smell it. The hadassim can't smell either. Um, okay. So that's... But Al-Khair, I, don't, I, I don't know what, what Al-Khair, based upon what we're saying now, um, I'm, wa- I'm wondering why, why wouldn't, uh, tonight wouldn't work. Al-Khair tonight would work. Why, why not? Why wouldn't tonight work? Um, make this asterisk for day one and two, and then after that, why, why, why wouldn't tonight work? I don't know. I don't know why it wouldn't work. Um, usually, um, Muktza works by something. What, what is Muktza? Translation of the word Muktza. Muktza means something that's set out of your mind. You're deciding that you're not going to use this also. So here, because you built this as a sukkah, you built this, and therefore not, it's not going to be anything else. So you also were you designated as a sukkah, and therefore you can extract it from this, from its status. Now there is an argument about Shabbos candles. We know we light Shabbos candles. The halacha is that whatever is on the uh, table where the Shabbos candles were lit. Is, is the table itself, if the only thing that, that's on the table when Shabbos comes in, the table becomes muktzah. Why? Again, as mentioned before, 
whatever is muktzah when Shabbos comes in remains muktzah the, the, the entire Shabbos. So that's only true if on the table all you have is a candle. If, however, you have on the table also a challah. Since the challah is permissible, so therefore it's not considered designated only for the candle, which is muktzah, it's also considered a basis. The table is considered something which, which, which also is um, meant to, um, to, to support the, um, the, uh, the, the challah, and therefore it's not considered muktzah. The table is not considered muktzah. Hanukkah is a little complicated. I'll let you get a second wine. You have to put it before Shkia. Put the Chal before Shkia. The Chal. Now, the Chal words in Allah are it has to be something which is more important than the candle. Now, the, the candle isn't the only thing that's involved over here. So the, so the side table is Muktza. But um, you can make the side table also not Muktza if you put the Chal on the side table. What about the tray? The tray that houses the, that holds the, the candlestick, which on top of the candlestick there's the candle, the, top, the, what, the, the real muktzah is the flame. And the flame makes the candle muktzah, and the flame and the candle makes the, the, the candlestick muktzah, and also the tray. With the tray, you can't put a chal on top of the tray. Well, if you could, besides the fact that you might get a mishaberech from your rebetzin if you put a chal on top of the tray, but besides that, the issue is, that since the tray is meant to house the candles, it's, it's meant for the candles, it's designated for the candles, Putting a challah there won't help anything. Yes, sir. So the table is not a buses once the chal, once Shabbos comes in and there's also a chal on the table, not considered a buses. However, there is another problem. If you're going to move the table, you're also moving the muktzah. So once once the um, the the candles go out and you and you want to move the table, so the table is a muktzah. But you're also moving the um, the candelabra. So how and what situation you have to move the candelabra? Um, the standard, if someone, puts, someone decides that Friday night comes in, they want to have the candles on for the whole Shabbos because they have yard site. So the Allah is in general that muksa is not something which is forbidden to touch. You let to touch muksa. You let also lean against muksa. You know, it's, not, it's not forbidden to have benefit from, like the hukta like, like the, the The prohibition is only to, uh, to move it. And even to bishop to move it, it depends how you're moving it. But... Um, the, to, to move the table after the candles have gone out, so, um, so the, the table is it's not muktzah. And the Allah is like this. If you want to move the table, the be- there's two ways of moving something w- which is uh, muktzah. If the table itself will be muktzah, that's for better, forget about it, you can't move it. Here, the problem is not the table. The problem is that through the table, something else is being moved. So it's called. Put it in the candelabra on top of a sewing machine. The good old fashioned sewing machine, you can have a little bit of Yeah. So that we have to use the whole thing is muktzah. Why isn't the sewing machine. The sewing machine is also an issue, what do you mean? That's what I'm saying, so you can't move the sewing machine either. 
Yeah, the candelabra on top of the sewing machine. Yes. Yeah. So the sewing machine is books also. Right. Okay. Okay. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a good example. We went to Sukkot, and now we're, 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 we're but, but that's 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 a beautiful word of Allah. So let's let's let's, let's continue on over. Let's go. Let's go. Let's delve into this. The Alter Rebbe says, if you have a basket full of fruits, and inside the basket you have also a stone. So the problem is, and this basket is not considered a bosses. It's not considered something which is designated for muktzah. Because it has also fruit. And also the stone, you just left it there. You didn't put it there. You didn't designate that you want this stone to last to stay in, in the basket. However, if you pick up the basket, you're also picking up the stone. So the Alter Rebbe says that when you have a scenario like that, where you have something which is permissible and something which is forbidden, and, and you want to move it, the best thing is, the Alter Rebbe says, is that you shouldn't move the muktzah, you shouldn't move the forbidden stone through the permissible fruit, the best thing is, is to empty it. However, he says with a regular basket of fruit, if you're going to empty it and the fruit is, if fruit is, is um, moist, it's going to fall on the floor. So he says, don't, you don't have to empty it. And since you don't have to empty it and your intent is for the fruit, the fruit is going to go, into, you want to bring the fruit to the kitchen, the fruit is in the dining room, there's people in the kitchen. Although there's a stone in the, in the basket, if, you, if, if, if it's going to fall, if, it's, if you're going to tilt it and, and you know, empty all the fruit, it's going to mess up the fruit. So the Alter Rebbe says, you let it carry the basket. The best thing, Taka, would be to tilt it. The best thing would be to be empty it, to empty the whole thing out. So therefore he says, if in the basket there are packages, let's say, of fruit, and there's also a stone. So then he says, Taka, you should empty out all the, the, the packages. Nothing's going to happen to them because there are packages of fruit that won't get ruined. And then you should bring it to the, to the uh, bring, bring the packages individually to, to, to the kitchen. Um, Okay, so, or similar halacha, he says, let's say you left a coin on a pillow. You want to use the pillow. So there's a coin in the pillow. It was, the, the pillow does not become a basis for the coin because this pillow isn't meant to hold coins. You happen to be running before Shabbos and you dropped your wallet and you left your wallet on, on your pillow. But your pillow is not a basis. However, there's still a, there's still a wallet on your pillow. What do you do? So Alter says, in that scenario, you should do near. You should shake off the the wallet you, you, you shouldn't you shouldn't what it's, it, it, it's see there's, there's a few different hagdaras this is called moving A through B you're not moving the wallet directly you're moving the pillow you're moving the wallet through the pillow so he says in that scenario it's not such a clear it's not, it's not permissible to move muksa through another thing you can't move you can't uh, if, for example, let's say your interest wasn't in sleeping on the pillow. Let's say your interest was on protecting the money. You left your pillow and your wallet in the shul. <laughs> and uh, someone actually told me, they confessed to me last night, they, they, they managed to jump over the, the, the bookcase and to sleep on the couch last night. So let's say you have a pillow over here, and it's Friday night, and you've left, you ran in before Shabbos, you don't place to stay, and you have a pillow and you have a wallet over here, okay? So you now want to take this pillow and bring it into the library so you could, so you could sleep on the pillow. So that's that's that. So Alter says, so shake off the, the, the wallet and, and, and bring the pillow in there. However, if you want to bring the wallet into the library because you want to protect the uh, the money, the Alter says you can't do it. You can't do it because your intent is the sake of protecting the muksa. 
if, let's say, Alter says, says another example. Alter says, let's say you have a few barrels of wine. And on top of one of the barrels of wine, before Shabbos, you want to cover, in those days they didn't have regular covers like we do, you put a stone. It wasn't a designated cover, it just happened to be a stone, a muktzah stone. Stones are muktzah. You put it on the, on, the, on the bottle of wine before Shabbos. And now you have a barrel with a stone on it. So you want to, you want to have the wine. So Alter says, shake the, shake, shake the stone off. Shake the stone off, and then bring the barrel. Don't move the stone with the barrel. However, he says, if it will get ruined, if it got ruined, then you're allowed to take the barrel with this. Let's say, for example, he says the barrels are touching each other. You can't just say tilt the barrel over and the stone will fall off because if you tilt one barrel, it will knock over another barrel. In that situation, he says, you let it lift the barrel and bring the barrel to the other room. Let it lift the pillow. If it has the money on it, you let it lift it. If, 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 um, um, if it's impossible for you to shake it off for whatever reason, so then you're allowed to lift it. If it'll, let's say it's, it's, it's something precious is on the pillow. It's going gonna, it's gonna to break. Then you'll have to lift the pillow and, and bring it to the other room. You don't, you don't have to shake it off. Or in our scenario on Shabbos, you have a candelabra. You can't shake the candelabra off the table. So in that situation, he says, you'll have to push the whole table. And, uh, and it's, as long as the table wasn't muktza, because the table there was a chal before Shabbos, then you'll have to push the whole table over. Okay, so we're, we're getting a little... Uh, Whatever. Question: What sidetrack? This is this is very pertinent. Um, as since we mentioned it, let's, let's continue one more halacha about the table, the tablecloth. Let's say you want to use a tablecloth. You have you have, it, you have the the and let's also answer your question about Hanukkah on, on the way. The tablecloth is is holding on top of it the the candelabra, and so therefore and it, and you wanted the tablecloth to st- to stay under this under this candelabra, and that was your intent, but. There's a difference between the tablecloth and the table. Just like I said before about the, about the tray, the tray is designated to be to, to specifically to house the the um, to hold the candles. Conversely, the tablecloth has nothing to do with the candelabra. The table is parif. The table is not about candelabras. The table is not about about chalos only. It's about both. The table is about both. A Candelabra tray is about candelabra. It doesn't matter if there's a challah on it or not. It's going to be muktzah no matter what because it's designated for the candelabra. The table is only going to be muktzah if there's nothing else there besides the prohibited thing. The tablecloth is not your intent. You just want to put the table. You want to put the candelabra on the table. You don't care about the tablecloth. And therefore, the tablecloth, even if there's nothing else is there, the tablecloth is not going to be considered a buses. Not considered buses to the candelabra. And therefore, you'll be allowed to pull the tablecloth out from under the candelabra and use the tablecloth. The table would stay muktzah, but the tablecloth would not be muktzah. Okay, so let's get, get one, more, one more item of muktzah machmas mitzvah. The other place Adam mentions muktzah machmas mitzvah regarding, regarding candles. He says like this, On Yontif, I'm losing, losing track of time. I'm probably losing my audience over here. You guys are so patient. I shouldn't, I shouldn't take advantage of your patience. Well, one, one more Allah, I'll let you go already. What do you say, Yabiyasif? One more Allah. All right. Usually, the candlestick, the issue is, it's muktzah not just because of a mitzvah, it's muktzah because of the iser, because of the prohibition on Shabbos. You're not allowed to touch a candle. A candle is muktzah. But on Yantif, there is an, there is no prohibition of lighting a candle, lighting a one flame for another flame, let a cook in yantif. So there's no prohibition of of iser, of prohibition of of of, uh, of fire. However, 
um, there is a prohibition of using the remainder, Adam discusses using the remainder of the candle. Is it permissible in Yontiv? Let's, let's say you made a candle out of animal fat, and you're hungry already, Yontiv morning, you wanted to eat some animal fat. So uh, it happens, you know. Every, everyone has their tastes. Yeah. You know what's happening right now? Right now it's, it's, it's Thursday night on Lee Avenue. And it's time to eat kugel. You ever went to Lee Avenue to go to kugel? Three o'clock in the morning. Can you can walk in there at three o'clock in the morning. Kugel, time for kugel. And that's just Thursday night, any night. They serve kugel there. It's amazing. Cholent, kugel. Anyways, so you decided on Yontav morning you want to have a piece of animal fat. What's the halacha? Can you have this piece of animal fat? That's a good idea. Anyways, so you lit the candle. So the Alter Rebbe says that you can't. You like this. If you light a candle out of oil, it's not a minute, I mean, it's like a regular candle, but you light out of oil. So you're not allowed to remove the oil from the candle. Why? Because while the candle is burning, you take oil out of the candle, it's going to cause the candle to extinguish earlier. And therefore, the entire substance is in the status of Isser, also on Yantel. Yantel is also not allowed to, to extinguish something. And therefore, the oil will become muktza because of the iser, because of the prohibition of, 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 the, of extinguishing. However, if it's animal fat, the Alter says, there is a way to use the animal fat. How so? You could stick the candle into sand, and then the sand will cause it to go out by a gram. Not by, it's, if you pull the, the oil out of the candle, that's directly causing the candle, candle to be extinguished. It's not, it's not called, that's not called a gram. It's not called an indirect cause, it's called, it's called a direct cause. And therefore, it's prohibited to do on, on Yontif. However, if you put the candle in sand, since that's indirectly causing the candle to go out, it's permissible. You're allowed to do that on Yontif. And since you're allowed to do that on Yontif, you would think you're allowed to have also the candle for your meal on, uh, before davening on Sukkot morning. However, the Altar says you can't because it, was, it depends actually which candle. If the candle was lit for the sake of Yontif, so then you can't because it's connected to the mitzvah. However, if it was a regular candle, it just happened to have an extra candle in the house, not for the mitzvah, so then knock yourself out on Yontif morning and you're allowed to eat and you to be able to withstand the taste of this uh, delicious candle. And then, because it's not considered uh, attached to a mitzvah, and therefore he says you will be able to um, have, that, uh, have that delicious thing. Once the candle's out. Once the candle's out, yeah. Any other any questions? That's Muksamachas Mitzvah. Do examples Muksamachas Mitzvah. Oh, getting back to Hanukkah. Very, very, very good. Okay. So on Hanukkah, on Hanukkah, when you light the let's say you light the menorah on a chair, light the menorah on a chair, and you want to put a chal on the chair. So it's not the same thing as putting a chal on the chair as putting a chal on the table. You put on your table, your table. The reason why the chal is more important, your, your, your tray that you're lighting your, your, your Shabbos candles on might be worth $1,000. The chal is worth $2, $5, $10. Why is the chal considered, it says in Shulchan Aruch, that the chal is to be as important as the, as the tray? It's not. But because this is the place of the Shabbos meal, therefore the chal and the candle are, are the same importance. However, when you're lighting a, 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 a menorah on your chair, there, the item you put there has to have importance vis-a-vis the chair. On a chair, there's not the place of eating, of eating a meal. And therefore, 
If you have one of those mitzvah meneiras, you have a five dollar meneira. A challah will work. A challah is as important as as the meneira as the as the meneira. However, if you have a very very chash uh, of a meneira, silver meneira, a challah is not going to help over there because that's not that's not the place of the shabbos meal. In that case, the the, the, the chair would become a bosses. You won't be able to move the chair at when 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 um, after after shkia. The, the, the chair would become a bosses only for isr, only for the meneira. So you have to put on the chair if you want to be able to move the chair. Something which is as important. As the as the All right. Shkayach, shkayach. I think when it comes to Yom Tov, maybe a good thing to know it. I said, I'm not going to be as Ken most of you that has.